going to start off the podcast here today um, with a nice, not even just a disclaimer, but a, uh, a nice little warning, okay? Because uh, uh, I've seen some pretty weak-minded people. I mean, I always see weak-minded people on the internet. And this is going to be one of those days where we discuss some pretty hard uh, topics. This is going to be one of those days where it's just like, oh yeah, um, this is pretty, um, this is pretty difficult subject matter to talk about. And I don't really want people here that are going to be like, well, you shouldn't talk about it because of X reason. You shouldn't talk about the John Gruden, um, situation because, um, because of whatever reason. I don't really care. I'm going to talk about it because I always essentially try to be true to myself and to you as a viewer, and I don't want to try and lie to your face or give you any ridiculous reason as to why I won't cover something. I speak from the heart, and I try and be as honest as I possibly can, and then I go to sleep uh, very, very comfortably in my very, very soft, plush bed with nice pillows if people wonder how I sleep at night. Um, So yeah, if you're squeamish, if you don't like talking about hard subjects, if you get offended very easily, this is not the place for you, and it hasn't been. It has not. I don't know what message I've sent out, but I have truly failed you as a viewer if I've put out the message that this is a sensitive, nice little place for you to go to. I failed you. I won't fail you tonight. We're going to talk about John Gruden because... As I was um, about to podcast, a little quick note about me, my podcast, I usually spend about an hour waiting around for, um, for a football game. And in that hour, a article comes out. I would love to do nothing more than cast uh, Carson Wentz versus Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, but John Gruden is a dipshit, piece of shit, asshole, that, um, that's also unsurprisingly racist and homophobic. So I'm like, well, um, I had some thoughts being a black man, had some thoughts. So, um, let me share those thoughts. This will only take, I won't spend any more than 30 to 40 minutes. Um, because John Gruden as a person, as a football coach annoyed me as a person, he disgusts me and I'm glad that he resigned um, because he was an embarrassment to football, he was an embarrassment to the sport, he was an embarrassment to, um, I would say, the human race, a liar, a cheater, just a absolutely terrible human being. Um, and you know what, I, I said I, I don't want to spend as much time, you know, I'll take as much time as I need to. It'll be, it may be 30 minutes, it may be an hour, maybe two hours, I don't know. I'm just going to take as much time as I need get everything that I got off my chest, because I really don't want to fucking talk about this piece of shit ever again. Never want to do it. Gonna freaking lay him down to rest, murder him, and then piss on his grave, and then freaking go to sleep tonight. Again, very, very comfortably. I'm gonna watch The Addams Family after this. Well, technically speaking, I'm gonna watch... Um, I'm gonna watch Baltimore versus the Colts. I'm watching it right now. Um, then I'm gonna watch The Addams Family. Then I'm gonna go to sleep. So, what was the, um, what's the situation going forward from here? And I want to get this out of the way early and often. I want this to be the top of the show. Because way too many people are commenting about this without having any fucking information whatsoever. Okay? Reason why 
and I'm sick and tired of having people address this, or not address this, but like ask the same fucking, maybe not ask the same fucking question, but like essentially come out and be like, well, um, why did anyone not have, not release the information for 10 years? Hey, dumbass, this isn't a leak, okay? This is a investigation, if you would do any research, this is a investigation by the NFL. The NFL, well, and we've covered it very, very much. We've covered the absolute disgusting acts from the Washington football team owner in Rob Snyder, I believe that's what his name is, and the uh, the constant just freaking just disgusting actions of his football program, of his football team, essentially flying out cheerleaders to um, <clears throat> to um, to foreign countries and essentially having them pose as escorts having a secret videographer record them as they would uh, as they are changing and then passing that information off to an editor to then edit out the parts where they were posing on the beach clothed but only the parts editing out the uh, the parts excuse me where they would be changing and they would be nude and then on top of that they took away their passports so they can't leave the country as well that's awesome um, from the Washington football team. And then as well, and this is just with the cheerleaders, and then as well, in certain cases, having them be escorts um, for boosters for the club that flew down to this Caribbean island that they were staying on, and then um, essentially having them out as a club. I remember reading the article. It was either in the Wall Street Journal or in the New York Times. Essentially, the police in this country thought that the cheerleaders were prostitutes because... You know, they uh, the boosters had rented out a club, and the the cheerleaders were apparently hanging out with the with the freaking boosters. So this was a league investigation, not into John Gruden, but into and into the Washington Football Club. It just so happened that they found these interviews while scrumming through sixty thousand emails with different Washington football team personnel, both past and present. They find these emails, and they're like, oh, and by the way, just so we're clear on this, for anyone else that has any doubt, this is between, these information, these emails were between John Gruden and a close quote-unquote friend of his, maybe looking at him, make sure he's not in the league, this absolute jackass. This was a, a, a constant communication line with John Gruden and a executive that was formerly of Washington. Thank God he's fired. This is a conversation. These were emails written over the course of, it seems like, a decade. He was the GM with John Gruden in Tampa Bay. And he was the GM or one of the top executives for Washington. John Gruden had close conference with in Washington. Now, some people may say, well, 24, um, he's changed. He's a changed man. Well, I'm not buying that. Like, first and foremost, don't insult my intelligence. Do not insult my intelligence. Okay? And this is why I didn't speak on this until tonight. And I'm really, I was going to save this till Tuesday or Wednesday, and then it just made me even more angrier. Okay? Remember what he said on Friday for every Gruden defender, Gruden, excuse me, defender out there? Remember what he said on Friday? He said, I don't have a racist bone in my body. This is essentially a one-time thing. This was my mistake. Blah, 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 blah. 
Let me take a swig of my water. This has never happened, nor will this never happen again. And you'll have some absolute fucking dipshit morons like McFarland, Booger McFarland of ESPN say, well, he coached me and I never got, he, I never got any racism from him. And it's just like, hey, dumbass, are you from the South? Because I am. I've experienced racism from people who I would never think to experience it from. Because freaking they lie to your face and then stab you in the back. It's very, very common in the South. People who are racist, they hide it until they don't feel like hiding it anymore. Until they're around people who they're comfortable with. Like Bruce Smith or Bruce Irvin or whatever his name was. I don't even have the patience to remember his name because they're both fucking morons and idiots. I don't care what McFarlane or any other player has to say because he fucking lied to you. He fucking lied to you. You helped him make millions of dollars. Why wouldn't he semi-like you? Pretty sure the slave masters should like the slaves. Because they were helping them make money. Why not? But Gruden came out on Friday. Came out on Friday and essentially said, you know, this is a one-time, one-off thing. And I thought to myself, I was like, you know, people like him, it's usually not. Usually there's some other piece of information. I didn't really feel the need to respond to it because everybody was responding to it. By the way, Um, Big shout out to everybody, especially NFL fucking reporters, especially minority reporters that were coming out and saying, oh, this these comments are racially insensitive. These are racially insensitive. Just say that they're racist and move on. Let's just move on with our day because I am again. I'll save my piece. I'll get rid of everything that I have to say tonight and then I will leave. But, you know, to every single NFL commentator, especially NFL network person, who essentially just minorly addressed it. I don't want to hear any more. It takes all of us. Get it off the field. You guys are a fucking joke. You guys don't care. But Gruden said on Friday, um, it's a one-off thing. It's not who I am, blah, 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 blah. Well, it sure Seems like it because there's, I mean, I don't know how many emails, but there's emails ranging from as late as 2010, but as early as 2017. So when did it not represent John Gruden again for everybody that wants to defend him? When did it not represent him? Was it in, did the emails in 2000, I'm confused. Did the emails in 2010 not represent him or the emails in 2012 or 14 when there was a openly gay NFL player that came out and John Gruden was making homophobic comments then when he called Roger Goodell an F-word. Like, when exactly are some of these comments not representative of who he is as a person now or in 2017? Can somebody explain this? I'm a little bit confused. And I don't get confused that much, but I'm I'm very confused because it seems like there's a, uh, a, a, a pattern here of behavior with John Gruden over these last 10 plus years and probably, to be honest with you, um, freaking later on as well than 2010. Just got to ask, just so 
you know, we're clear on this. And again, I don't have any sympathy for people who get triggered by this type of stuff. If you're triggered by somebody being a racist, I can't help you. It's not my fault your parents raised you to be tougher. It's not my fault. Get over yourself. The world doesn't revolve around you. Nobody cares. Did you not learn that lesson or were your parents or did your parents just think that or tell you that that the world is yours? What a fucking joke this guy has been. Absolute freaking toilet paper with shit on it as about as useful as it. Freaking first and foremost, it just goes as deep. The whole situation with John Gruden goes as deep as the Washington situation where Washington is just filled with a bunch of pieces of shit and he was closely tied to the people that were in Washington. So that should make your ears perk up and be like, these people were terrible. They treated their their uh, their their personnel terribly. They sexually assaulted, uh, not assaulted, excuse me, harassed multiple women in that situation, in that organization for years. It was a known fact. I mean, there is even a quote from like a job a job recruiter who's like, I don't send girls to Washington because I know that they're going to get harassed. This guy was closely tied to freaking one of the many people that got outed as early as last year. Bruce Allen, excuse me. Sorry to Bruce Smith and Bruce Irvin. It's Bruce Allen who was the Washington football team head guy. Excuse me, I thought they sifted through 65,000 emails. It was 650,000 total emails. Probably a little bit more, probably a little bit less. Too clean of a number. Essentially... The quote from Gruden on Friday was, I never had a blade of racism in me as he freaking goes on to call Robert Roger Goodell an F word as he goes on to call, where is he? Michael Sam, a queer on and on and on. Some of this stuff isn't even in the times article because they just, they're just like, I like, it's just too much. But essentially, for the last decade, he has just been a piece of filth and a piece of shit. Now, here's where I come in. Um, personally speaking, I'm not shocked. If you're shocked by it, if you're, you know, if you're, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm surprised. Again, people like this never, ever, ever, ever have one piece of information out on him. And multiple. And multiple pieces of information out on them multiple sources and when I saw the emails I was like it's only a matter of time before he's either proven right or proven wrong either the information will never come out because there is no information to begin with but considering how specific it was against Demora Smith I'm like I would be surprised if there wasn't any more information to come out and there was as evident excuse me by the New York Times As we sit here on this wonderful Monday night, kind of think to myself about John Gruden's legacy in the NFL. What exactly was it? One of the, first and foremost, I mean, you got to give him credit. One of the best broadcasters ever. 
fun to listen to, fun to watch. But as a head coach, he was a joke. As an absolute head coach, he was a absolute joke. Took Tony Dungy's football team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, to the Super Bowl one. Was not his football team. Let's keep it a buck. It was Tony Dungy's that he made in the uh, in the late nineties, early two thousands. Took them to a Super Bowl. Won the Super Bowl. Keep it a stack. Keep it a buck. Was not freaking John Gruden. Because once the Tampa two system, once the Tampa two scheme ran out, once essentially that was over with. Guess what? Freaking John Gruden became exactly what he is, what he always will be, and what he will continue to be until he freaking dies. And that is a fucking joke. Tampa 2 scheme gets out of style. John Gruden freaking becomes a terrible head coach. Before that, he was the Raiders, and for the most part, he was a joke as well. He even had Charles Woodson on his team, Hall of Famer, joke. Not Charles Woodson, John Gruden. But then what happened? He gets in a radio broadcast or sports broadcasting. He goes into the booth and he says a whole bunch of stuff and he says, why two banana? He has Gruden's quarterback camp, blah, 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 blah. Let me take a swig. Has all that stuff going for him. Decides to really pursue his passion in life. And that is coaching. They say if you cannot play coach, he cannot play football, so he will coach it. Comes into the league in 2018. Technically re-enters the league in 2018. To an absolutely roaded Raiders roster. And folks, I'm not ignorant. My problem is that I'm very informed. My problem is that I'm very experienced. With people like this, you may not always be able to tell, but in certain situations, when you don't go along with what they want to go along with, when they don't, when you don't do the things that they want you to do, when you don't say the things, it kind of shows. There's a reason why Khalil Mack was determined to get up for the Raiders, why he's always determined to get up for the Raiders. There's a reason why, ladies and gentlemen. There's a reason why. Because he fucking hates John Gruden. John Gruden's a piece of shit. John Gruden's incompetent. John Gruden's racist. John Gruden's homophobic. That's why he resigned. Because we can, we can do this for about a week. We can just keep on releasing emails that he and freaking Bruce Allen had freaking had over the last 10 years, along with other Washington football team executives. We can do this all day. That's why he resigned today. Because he knew the storm that was coming. They haven't released, ladies and gentlemen, they haven't released, they have not released the majority of the emails. They just said, we found John Gruden saying some very despicable things and we thought that you should be aware of because it's going to get out. Somebody's going to leak it because the NFL is a leak, a freaking leak, is about as leaky. I don't know, I don't know how, what is, they're as leaky as a leaky faucet. Somebody's going to figure it out. We want you to be aware of it. Do something about it, okay? Because if you don't, people will be pissed off. 
and here we are tonight. John Gruden's a fucking liar. He's a fucking god-awful head coach. Pissed off all of his awesome football players. I, I was like, you know, it's really, really hard to piss off Khalil Mack. It really is, because he's a nice guy. He'll fucking take your head off. He'll decapitate you. But he's a nice fucking guy. Everybody says so. Everybody loves him. So I found it weird. I found it intriguing that this guy would play with so much violence and pure venom against the Raiders. I mean, let me tell you something. Khalil Mack, he'll find a way against the Raiders. There's very, very few teams that he'll find a way with. There's other teams that he'll just be like, I'll, I'll just... I'll just do what I can. He'll find a way to embarrass you on national television. Or local television or whatever. I didn't get the game. Khalil Max just like, you know what? This guy fucking didn't want to pay me. I'm I I'm like I'm like, I've been here and I've been greater as a raider than fucking John Gruden has. Why shouldn't I get paid? This guy comes in and says he doesn't want to offer me a contract. Fine, fuck him. Then he wants to try and trade for me, thinking I'm about to go back to the Raiders? Fuck him. Fuck him and his whole team. Kalum Mack got up for the Raiders, absolutely destroyed the Raiders, make John Gruden, made John Gruden look like an absolute fucking moron again. But then it's like you think about all these other football players and you're like, wow. All these other football players sure are having a lot of success without John Gruden as their head coach. Case in point, Amari Cooper. It's funny how that one works, right? John Gruden couldn't wait to get rid of both of his star-studded football players. Not even in the years leading up to this year, but like literally, yeah, in the years leading up to this year. Got rid of Khalil Mack first. And the exact same season Amari Cooper goes goes gone as well. And you see Amari Cooper on Sunday putting his body on the line, sacrificing his body, running on one fucking leg, scoring touchdowns, getting how many how many yards did, did Amari Cooper has? By the oh, by the way, also has fractured ribs or broken ribs. Everybody wanted to say, well, this guy's, you know, he's weak mentally. He doesn't love the sport of football. He gives up on routes. Guy has 300 yards, four touchdowns, all of it while freaking being hurt for the entirety of the year. But he doesn't care about football, according to the Raiders and Raiders fans and John Gruden, right? He doesn't care about football. Same thing, I guess, goes with Khalil Mack. All he wants is money. Same thing goes with um, with Rodney Hudson, right? I talked about this guy all offseason. I'm like, why are the Raiders getting rid of their best offensive lineman? John Gruden's like, you know what? Let me get let me get th- let me get this guy, Rodney Hudson, out of here. He's washed up. Cardinals are like, he's not washed up. He'll be on the only undefeated team I think right now in the NFL. Rodney Hudson's not washed up. He's one of our star-studded football players. John Gruden freaking gets rid of every single awesome football player that has been on his football team. 
in the last really five to six years. The Raiders have built up an absolute fantastic roster, and then they fucking go away from everybody. Fight gets the GM black, by the way, who was black, fired to bring in Mike Mayock, who's essentially his uh, his puppet. And then they get players that are a part of winning programs because he can't create one in in in, in Oakland. Excuse me, Vegas. I don't really have a lot of sympathy for this guy. Really don't. Hope he's out of football. Hopefully, hopefully he never comes back. Somebody, somebody wise said this to me. Somebody wise said this to me. Somebody who's essentially said like, you know, the purpose of people who, who, you know, are fucking shitheads like John Gruden, their punishment is their life. You know? John Gruden can never, ever, 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 ever do anything in the professional circuit ever again. Ever. Ever. He can never coach a football game ever again. He can maybe do it Pop Warner for people who have no self-respect for themselves. Maybe. Somebody's going to be like, wow, that's John Gruden. Let's have him coach our football team and let him stink up our football program like he did with the Raiders twice. Somebody may say that. Most smart people will be like, no, he's a racist. Let's not. Also, he's incredibly incompetent. You know, I was thinking about this. I was like, there's head coaches that are, as a kid from Texas, I've seen head coaches that absolutely, I mean, there's stories about it all through Texas football. You know, it's one of the dirty secrets of the South and of, you know, uh, of football down there in Texas and Florida and, you know, and all these other... Really, it's only in Texas, I would say. I can't speak for any other state, but definitely in Texas. There's a bunch of football programs that essentially, you know, essentially freaking send their kids out to a wolf and the wolf fucking takes advantage of them, uses and brutalizes them. You know, knowingly, willingly, all for you know, the prospect of winning, right? There's a great movie about it. It's called Friday Night Lights. It's kind of like a, it is a little bit of a satire about it. It's very, very truthful. It's kind of in that same vein of like speaking in truth, but also comedically. And it's like, there's bad coaches. Point of that movie, point of what I'm essentially saying is that there are, excuse me, not bad coaches. There are good coaches in Texas that are also shitheads, that are pieces of shit, that abuse their players. I mean, it's pretty common. Then, there are pieces of shit that are also bad coaches. So you get the double whammy. You get all the punishment and no reward whatsoever. Sucks to play for teams like that. I had friends that play for teams like that. I had friends in high school be like, you know what, 24? I love my I love my team. I love the school. I love playing for the school. I love football, but I just can't play for that fucking coach. That coach is a fucking piece of shit. I'm like, hey, I fucking get it. And do you want to know what? As somebody who didn't play fucking football, 
who heard it from some of the other football players at my high school. Like, the other players were like, we get it. We get why you're, why you're quitting football. We get it. These coaches are kind of dipshits. We get it. We understand it. When I look at these guys, and I'll end with this. I look at John Gruden's legacy. I look at a guy that won a Super Bowl off the back of Tony Junji. Essentially made a career out of football off of Tony Dungy. A great broadcasting career. Got to give him credit for that. That was the only good thing that he could do. Just say, why to banana and never throw to Venus? That's, but beyond that, that's about it. Also was an overrated piece of shit head coach. And I'm all the the, uh, the happier and the gladder to see him gone. I'm watching one of the best right now to do it in the league, Lamar. Struggle against the Colts. He's going to pick it up. He's going to pick it up. A guy, it's an, isn't it ironic how this happens? On the night that Lamar Jackson goes up against a overrated quarterback in Carson Wentz, who's got an opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to do anything, really. Lamar Jackson, a guy that has never been handed anything in his entire fucking life, has been ridiculed constantly by evaluators, by Bill Polian, by media members, because he runs fast, and people don't like that for a quarterback, and he's not a pocket passer and all this other bullshit. But Lamar fucking Jackson, a guy that people thought would be a wide fucking receiver, shout out to the Chargers for sending out their dumbass scout that said, well, um, shouldn't you try out for wide receiver? You're fast, right? Because that's, that's the only thing that matters about being a wide receiver. It's not your capability, your ability to go in and out of your breaks. It's not your ability to actually catch a pass. It's not how much separation you can create at the top of your routes. It's not, you know, it, it's not anything, it's not any mechanical, you know, identity within the wide receiver position. It's only, oh, you run fast, that means you're a good wide receiver. It's not anything to do your footwork, anything like that. Oh, you're just you're just fast. Oh, you're a good wide receiver. That guy, Lamar Jackson, that got ridiculed in his second season, won the MVP. That guy is playing his fucking heart out against the Colts. He's gonna be special. He may be a Hall of Famer. He may get into you know the halls of Canton one day. He's something special. He is a rare part of the NFL. Special guy, special player, special, special, special contribution to the sport. You know, again, speaking as a kid from Texas, a lot of the times, you know, high schoolers ask the question of what can football do for me and not what I can do for football. What can I give up to make the sport better? What can I contribute to 
progress the sport in a very positive way. You know, Lamar Jackson asked the question of what can I do for football on a daily basis? Just like Tom Brady, just like Patrick Mahomes, just like Aaron Rodgers, just like Dak Prescott, just like all these other fantastic football players and coaches like Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick has never asked, hey, what can football do for me? He's like, what can I do for football? Andy Reid, John Harbaugh, Frank Wright, Tony Dungy. What can I do for football? Not the other way around. Then you got John Gruden. What can what can football do for me? Well, it can give me a career in broadcasting. Well, it can get me my job back for the Raiders, even though I don't deserve it. Well, it can also um, get me a job with the Bucks, and I can win with the Bucks, even though I don't deserve to win with the Bucks because I'm a shitty head coach and I took advantage of Tony Dungy's situation in Tampa. What a fucking joke. That's what John Gruden is. He's a joke. I'm glad that he's gone. Glad that a guy that constantly on a daily basis asked the question of what what football could do for me and not what I could do for football. And I'm also glad that a very, 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 very despicable human being is now out of the league. 